Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Hopefully we can hold off a recession. I don't think a recession is at all inevitable. Legislation's best done when the causes of the tragedy in Uvalde are fully investigated. Whichever vaccine happens to be at your pediatrician's office or the pharmacy, that's the one you should get. We're living in kind of weird times these days. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, back, sunburned and uh, windblown, but uh, hey, it was a good vacation. All three of us were off for uh, all or part of the time. Uh, good to be back in the saddle. Tom Lamprecht, Benny Hardy, Clark Willis. How was the uh, rafting trip? You were out west? rafting down rivers it was great eight days on the colorado river in the grand canyon wow so um that's an interesting way to see the grand canyon you know i've seen it from above like most people you know walk up and maybe i I think the average visit to the grand canyon is less than an hour i've kind of done the same thing a couple times but to see it eight days looking up uh just under 300 miles on the river it's uh it's it's an experience without a doubt but it's also (laughs) And I've been on I've been on a I guess maybe three several day rafting adventures out west, and it's uh, it, it's also an exercise in sociology as well. When you get a group of twenty five people that <laughs> yeah, we, our, our group was the biggest. We had a, a nobody l- shot at anybody. No, but we had we had any, eleven any punches thrown. No, no punches <laughs> thrown. But uh, we had eleven that that had some connection to. We didn't all know each other, but we yeah uh, you know, I, I knew like seven of the 11 or something but uh but the funny thing is you know people from around america and just the difference between regions and uh probably not as much as regions is the difference between someone that's always grew up in a metro area versus maybe a rural or smaller town right. like right. greenville just just the difference in the way they treat people and interact with oh, yeah. people is oh, yeah. is kind of interesting social experiment really did you get a pulse of uh the likes and dislikes of joe biden from a cross section of america <laughs> i tried not to talk politics okay. i really did and, uh, i i know what you mean I, I i did not watch any news last week but but a couple of days into the trip uh someone quartered cornered me and um you know let's just say she was a bat poop crazy liberal attorney from out west i won't get any more specific in that but after our conversation she would not make eye contact with me for the next six days so <laughs> you, I, you couldn't keep it to yourself well you know she went there and so i went there there you go there you go well uh a fair amount of things happened last week but as i say i i when i go on vacation i deliberately just sort of turn off the news i mean i, I you know there's 50 weeks out of the year that i pretty much am am my nose is in the news and when i'm off for the week my my news nose is off as well um the big rock was held last week and uh, on saturday afternoon a uh, 72 foot viking boat from Cherrystone, virginia won the 2022 big rock blue marlin uh the mercenaria was the name of the ship or the boat and uh, brought in a, a 500 pound something a, a blue marlin Oh, there you go. Five five hundred and seventy two point six pounds. If you look, if you're on uh, Facebook or Cable Seven, 
The Mercenaria won $3,489,812. I, you know, the other incredible news, I, and most of our listeners that uh, follow closely probably already know this, but Hank Hinton's wife, Meredith, her boat, I, I, I didn't know she was even entering the thing, but uh, she won it for the women. Well, they, yeah, they have a women's contest, women's only contest, right. I think, before the regular tournament starts. <clears throat> and um, she, I think she was actually the angler that caught the fish. Really? Yeah, from what I wow. understand, not just on the Congratulations, boat. Congratulations, Meredith. They had a rough year last year when their house burned up, so uh, maybe this will go towards uh, the restoration fund. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, uh, I think this was the largest prize in the Big Rock's history, and there's some, some are saying they think it might be the largest tournament winnings of anywhere of anything of any event wow. um so it's a big deal big you know moorhead does it right they've got a they've got a lot of people that's been working with that tournament for years and uh it raises a lot of of you know money not not only for the community but for charities and plus it's just it's just to put on well i i've talked to people that just happen to go to just happen to be in the in the moorhead you know uh MRL area for vacation from out of state and that when they experienced it they were like Man, this is this is wonderful and you know i've talked to people that you know there's other there's other big tournaments around the world and they just don't have the the normal non-fishing people that you know focus on it like they do in moorhead interestingly speaking of the ocean uh, fox news is reporting american officials send dozens of immigrants back sent dozens of immigrants back to cuba sunday after the u.s coast guard intercepted four different vessels last week each of the boats were near the florida keys what's interesting is uh while we were down at topsail so you go out to see the grand canyon from the river I went down to Topsail Beach, which was great. I loved it. I mean, and uh, there were a lot of listeners that's down a, that's there. That's a beautiful beach. It, it really is. And what's amazing, <laughs> it, it is, we went there years and years ago when our kids were little. But the beach is beautiful. And at low tide, that beach has got to be 100 yards wide. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got we got a lot of little grandkids uh, as young as one. And uh, there's a lot of tidal pools out on the beach. And so they had a great time playing. But on, I think it was Friday morning, there was this empty ship. And the ship is too strong of a word. Large boat that came aground right at the beach, about 100 yards from where we were staying. Oh, wow. And it turns out, people that were pulling it out, they got a big uh, backhoe and pulled it out of the water and drug it off. But it actually came aground at the beach. And uh, speculation was it was from Cuba. Hmm. There was Spanish writing on the outside, and yeah, it was probably about 30, 35 feet long and 10, 12 feet wide. And uh, there's no one in it, but apparently they got off, pushed it back to sea, and it was out drifting. And one of the uh, uh, people down there taking care of it said that they had been tracking it for a couple of days. It was just drifting off the uh, coast of South Carolina, came up and uh, went aground right there at uh, Topsail. See, I thought you were going to say it had SS Minnow on the side or something, <laughs> you know? in spanish (laughs) well uh speaking of sports and uh the ocean uh, that's where joe biden spent his weekend and uh sports you know it's really funny i I, you know i guess we shouldn't laugh at our president when he falls off his bike yeah we can okay (laughs) but uh, you know the the thing that makes it so irony uh, poetic justice i don't know what word you want to use but joe biden is always trying to to sell himself 
Yeah, if you're looking on Facebook, there's the video. He's always trying to sell. <laughs> Down goes Fraser. Down goes Fraser. Down goes Fraser. Down goes Joe. That's he, what Howard Cosell. That's uh, Howard I have to give credit to Howard Cosell. He Down goes Fraser. Anyway, he uh, <laughs> he's always trying to sell himself as Joe Cool. He's trying to sell himself as Macho. I remember when he talked about, oh, I'd like to take Donald Trump behind the barn and kick him around. You yeah. know, it's just. The guy is a klutz, and the the White House continues trying to sell him as this macho man. As uh, we were talking about a title for the program, and Benny came up with Joe Frazier, not Joe Frazier, Joe Biden is no Lance Armstrong. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Mm. Anyway, he, we're happy he was not hurt, but uh, just his pride. So um, I think they need to invest in some training wheels yeah. for, for the presidential bike. Well, what would that be called cycle one or what? Yeah, that, that or they, <laughs> I, you know, that or the, the, they're, they're probably going to demote a couple of the Secret Service guys because they, they failed to catch him before he hit the ground. I guess they're going to have to have a couple of guys just running next to him the whole time when he stops. They can just hold him up. Yeah, kind of like those, uh, if you ever watch uh, horse race, Kentucky Derby or something, they had the, had the little yeah. guide horse. You yeah. know, you're going to have to have some guide bikes. Well, maybe you can get him a sidecar. <clears throat> oh, know? yeah, yeah. That would work, too. Yeah, put Jill on the sidecar. <laughs> Sorry, President Biden. We just can't help ourselves. Um, so he was up at Rehoboth, and, uh, you know, the, the world is coming. Well, the United States is in dire straits, and he takes off on Friday, takes off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, went back to the White House sometime around lunchtime today. And what's interesting, though, is today, and I think it also happened on Friday, Joe goes out and reporters are always asking him questions. Now just like Jill has done in the past, just like the Easter Bunny did on when they had the egg roll at the White House, now his daughter and granddaughter are, when reporters ask him questions and Joe begins to answer, even his granddaughter, it grabs a hold of him and says, come on, Pop-Pop, or whatever they call him, and they, they take him away, the reporters. They know Joe is a danger to himself and to his administration. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just hate. I I would hate to be the person in charge of making sure he doesn't screw up because that that has probably got to be uh, the most stressful job in America. Uh, I mean, pales in comparison. And he continues to insist that there is no recession, <laughs> and it's it's beyond the pale. There's new uh, numbers out that just totally country you know go against his narrative uh even larry summers who was obama's uh finance guy he he's come out and, and all but said a recession is inevitable we're gonna have a recession <clears throat> the, the numbers and and he's he's telling these reporters uh, a reporter asked him earlier today i had the audio of it but it's hard to hear because he was actually doing this out on the beach a reporter asks him about, you know, these economists that saying we're either in a recession or about to in- enter into a recession. And he says, oh, you sound like a Republican. These, why are you lying? I mean, he's literally calling reporters lying that none of this is true. And all of his talking heads, Janet Yellen, uh, his finance guy at the White House, all of them got the bullet points this weekend, and they were all going around saying a recession is not inevitable. 
It's funny. I wrote, I, we hadn't even talked about this, and I wrote that down. Re- recession is not inevitable. It's like, hey, we, we've got the script. Go go yep. around to Sunday shows. And yep. I watched, uh, well, actually replays a couple of Sunday shows. And the, the chief economic advisor for Biden, th- this is a prime example of the Biden administration and, and typical Democrats that have zero uh, private experience. Brian Deese, yes. the chief economic advisor for the Biden administration, is an Ivy League uh, schooled 44-year-old that has never worked in the, in the private real world. sector. Yeah. So, never never made, made, had to make a paycheck. No, so I, I really want you to be my chief economic advisor yep. with zero private experience. No, but that's, that's typical. He was on, I think he was on a couple of different programs, but CBS News, uh, Margaret Brennan, I don't watch CBS News talking head programs, but uh, she really went after him surprisingly i mean you're now cnn apparently is trying to rebrand itself as a legitimate news organization right now you know they've got a new head guy over there but uh, cbs news i don't know that they're under any uh you know (laughs) well well to to raw i'll give credit for a good line that uh, patrick johnson says you know occasionally cnn will have a random act of journalism (laughs) (laughs) i heard him say that one day that's pretty good Well, well cbs is probably in the same boat but um you know, she really pushed back, you know, because they go out and they talk about uh, they're still trying to blame COVID. By the way, um, James uh, Clyburn from South Carolina is blaming Trump. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, the biggest and he blames Trump specifically for inflation. Well, the biggest cause of inflation is right now is energy cost. Mm-hmm. And they were at an all time. Well, a, a probably. <clears throat> A twenty-year low is that going too far to say at the at the end of the Trump administration when he was you know really had all the the, the Pro, gears yeah. going it was probably close to a twenty-year low probably if he indexed it yeah probably so and now <clears throat> it's at an all-time high less than two years into this guy's administration and yet James Clyburn is saying that it's Donald Trump's fault but uh, CBS News Margaret Brennan went after uh, this Brian Deese and just said look. Uh, Inflation was well underway before the Ukrainian war because they're still trying to blame it on Putin. They're trying to blame it on the pandemic. Uh, Heaven forbid they ever take a look at his actual policies. CNN, yes, occasionally they get it right. Uh, They came out and they also were basically slicing and dicing a new Gallup poll, the Gallup data, uh, which looks at presidential approval, congressional approval, satisfaction with the direction of the country, overall judgment of economic conditions. They compared what it looked like in 2010. And if you remember in that election in 2010, Obama, after the election, said, we got a shellacking. That was, uh, he, he used that phrase that we were, you know, we, we took a shellacking. In 2010, Obama's approval numbers were 45%. 2022, Biden's approval is 41%. In 2010, congressional approval is at 21%. Today, it's at 18%. U.S. satisfaction in 2010 was 22%. Today, U.S. satisfaction is 16%. Economic conditions in 2010 was a net minus 31. Today, it's a net minus 32. Even CNN has come out and said... Uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Well, what's scary is that forty-one percent actually approve it. I, I, I mean, <laughs> that's that, hard to believe. That many people are 
either stupid or willfully ignorant i mean because or they're on the dole yeah that's it and all the above that it that's the i say i use that term all the time i said you you either stupid willfully ignorant or you're you're enriching yourself and that's what it what what it boils down to newsweek reported friday that more than half of american adults thinks the u.s has already entered a recession but joe says it's not inevitable uh the latest ibd tip economic optimism index published on friday found that 50 Three percent of Americans think the economy has gone into recession. Twenty-five percent say they are unsure. Only twenty percent believe the country is not in a recession. Mm-hmm. And again, I go back to what you just said: you got to be in one of those three categories. And when it comes to inflation, particularly food costs, um, I, don't, I don't think we've seen anything yet. It's bad. I mean, I'd probably average food costs—you know—anywhere from you know ten to thirty-five percent, depending on the, the, the product. specific product. Yeah. But I don't think we've seen anything yet. Uh-huh. When when you when I talk to people in in the commodities industry, you know, at the inputs level, it, it, it does not look good for the next six months. I mean, and then you got a case like just happened out in the Midwest last week where ten thousand cows died in Kansas, which they say it was heat related. You know, I hate to be conspiracy theorist here, but how does ten thousand cattle just suddenly die at once? I saw one big feedlot where just all the cows were just you know out dead then i mean wow but ten thousand head of cattle is a lot of cattle that's a lot of beef yeah that is a lot of beef well i'd actually seen a report uh today talking about the different prices of different commodities in the grocery store i hope you like potatoes because <laughs> that was about the only thing that hadn't gone up by more than six percent everything else was up by a lot more than that and it's not, as you said some of the products are up over 20 percent and i did see another article today that talked about over the next two years, we'll probably see inflation worse, get get worse, and uh, it, it's very well could be around for another two years. You know, hopefully, will uh, if if Republicans have an opportunity to take the House and the Senate, you know, hopefully they'll be able to change some of the things that are happening. Hopefully, like Bill Clinton in his first midterm. He read the tea leaves and said, uh, this is not good. We better tra- change our strategy. Uh, and I, hopefully that will happen with Joe Biden. But so far, you know, they, they're looking at the price of gasoline. In fact, there's an article here off the Daily Wire that that brilliant uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is now coming. Well, came out yesterday in one of the talking head programs and talked about the fact that, um, you know, maybe we ought to have a gas tax holiday which is about 18 cents for the federal gas tax. And it's just like, you moron, get out there and drill. I mean, they're all over the gas companies. We need more refinement. But the problem is you're importing the oil. Under Donald Trump, we did not have to import any oil. Now, we were importing some, but we didn't have to. We weren't weren't beholden to these foreign countries. And now Biden's going to go over to Saudi Arabia and beg for more oil. And they'll say, yeah, okay, here's the cost, here's the price, you better pay it up. And of course, they don't even take his phone calls. They have yeah. no respect for the guy. Yeah, yeah. Now, if, does a liberal really think that the Saudis really care about global warming? If, if that's their issue, I mean, do they care? But, but, but it's okay to go beg. Yeah. Go beg against our enemies for more oil, but and not use what we've produced here or can produce here. Well, we had an audio clip the first week you're on vacation 
of a General Motors, uh, the, the gal that's the head of the General Motors, and uh, they were showing off the new version of the Chevy Volt, mm-hmm. bragging about, oh, you know, the electric car never died at General Motors. And one of the reporters asked her, well, how's it being charged? And the response, well, we just have a, a electric core going into the office building here. He said, but yeah, but where's the energy coming from? And she said, well, from the Lansing uh, utility company. Mm-hmm. Where is that coming from? And finally, they got a hold of somebody from the Lansing Energy Company. He said, mostly coal. Coal, natural gas, yeah. about 80%. Yeah. 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 Well, in their case, it was like 90% coal. Wow. Unbelievable. Oh, and speaking of coal, I don't know if you saw today, but I think it was Germany and maybe one other European country uh, over the weekend announced they're firing coal plants back up. <laughs> Leave it to the greenies. Leave yep. it to the greenies. Hey, we got to take a timeout. Lots more to talk about. Love to hear from you. 561-8255. We'll be right back. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. First thing you should do after work. I turn on the radio. Check in with Tom and Benny. Gotta know what's happening in my city. What's going on in my backyard. Things that are happening locally. I like the local news. Things that I don't hear everywhere else. Hear everywhere else. For the local news you want. Kept me informed for all of the local stuff, you know. Let me know what was going on in the local community. Eastern Carolina's news sources. News and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back. It is June 20th, National Vanilla Milkshake Day. Sounds good to me. On this day, 240 years ago, 1782, the great seal of the United States was adopted by Congress. It depicts an eagle. Benjamin Franklin thought that a turkey would be more appropriate as the national symbol. (laughs) We couldn't do that, but we did elect Joe Biden, so you got half your wish. The uh, weather forecast for eastern North Carolina tonight, mainly cloudy, a low of 59. Man, the, the evenings have been so nice. Yeah, last night was just perfect. I mean, perfect. Well, this morning, I was up early, and it was like 55 degrees out. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies, a high near 87. Uh, tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 65. Wednesday, sunshine clouds mixed. A stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. And uh, we also might have some uh, PM showers on Thursday. We need the rain. We badly need rain. The farmers need rain. Yeah, it's been hot and dry. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Whether you're looking to spin your summer poolside, courtside, or greenside, Ironwood Golf and Country Club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fee required. Headed to the beach, pack your clubs. Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort. Compass Point and uh, Golf Club and Magnolia Greens, located near Wilmington. Contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 752-4653. Join in on the fun at Ironwood today. Um, did you hear Roy Cooper tested positive for COVID-19? Even uh, Anthony Fauci has uh, tested positive for uh, COVID. Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, yeah. Uh, rather <laughs> poetic justice. And both of them have supposedly been vaccinated and boosted. And uh, they said because of that, the symptoms are mild. I Look, y- you know, I had COVID and I never got vaccinated. And look, I know that people, don't get me wrong, I'm not being heartless here. I know some people took it hard. 
But the fact that you had mild symptoms, there are other people that weren't vaccinated that have had mild symptoms. You know exactly symptoms. what the source is. Yeah, we know exactly know what the source is, but the big problems, I, I just don't think we did enough with therapeutics and and people died unnecessarily just oh, because, yeah. Yeah. you know, you didn't get the vaccine, go home, nothing we can do, yeah. and that's not the case. And the more you dig, the more you find out how much money passed from the pharmaceutical companies to mm-hmm. the Anthony Fauci's of the world. Five six one eight two five five. Ernie from Emerald Isle is on the line. Hi, Ernie. Hey, Ernie. Welcome in. Hey, buddy. Well, I, I call for I call to make two comments. But when you were talking about the Great Seal of the United States, uh, you know, eagle versus turkey, and the first thing I thought about was Joe Biden. <laughs> but, but, but you you stole it from me. <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless. Uh, what is 18 cents a gallon going to do? What what help could that possibly be? Well, remember last year, they were bragging about the fact that a barbecue on the 4th of July for four people was 16 cents less than it was the year before. And they were bragging well, about it. The, the inflation was under control. So, I mean, these morons, have, have they don't think it through. It's an absolute joke. And, and, and the other comment I wanted to make, and, I mean, no, it's just petty. Uh, I shop at my local food line. How can bananas be 43 cents two days ago and be 73 cents today? Uh, good question. I, it, it, I mean, it, it doesn't, it, it makes no common sense. Uh, are, are they just taking advantage of the tourists, of, of the vacation thing? Well, a lot I, I of it is, a lot of it is supply and demand, but I'm also uh, assuming that it is likely that whoever their distributor is took took up the price. You know, when we've gone to the beaches in the past, now we weren't fighting the inflation that we're fighting now, but generally speaking, when we go to the beach, surprisingly, the prices are pretty similar to what they are in Greenville. They, but, yes, they they have they have been in 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 in, in years past, but lately it seems that that it's it's what the traffic will bear yeah yeah well and people are just used to you know paying more it's well i'm I'm never going to get used to it quite frankly yeah yeah well hopefully (laughs) we'll uh, you know i i can understand supply demand and 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 and, you know supply chains and all that but if if there's a there's a fine line between taking advantage of people and and being be fair and reasonable. That, well, that, that, I, I, I'm not. I'll disagree with you, but the, the 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 key component in terms of taking advantage of people lies at the White House. They do not give one iota to Ernie of Emerald Isle having to pay more for anything, oh, or and I, they don't I, care I, about I, anybody. I mean, they're out you're there. Absolutely right. They're out you there bragging right. about how this inflation will be a big <laughs> boon to green energy. And all the greenies are loving it, and that's mostly the Biden administration. So they don't—they don't care whether or not you've got to pay five dollars for a gallon of gas. They look at it and say, "Well, this will help green energy take off." Well, to, sure. to somewhat answer your question, Ernie, and I'm not answering, but I was just kind of curious. Started looking up where is the, you know, commercial banana farming done, and just about all of it in the United States is imported. And you know, transportation costs, fuel costs, labor costs have especially transportation costs have dramatically increased in the last few months so you know it's it takes some time to get to the market so that that kind of doesn't surprise me when i look at where it's coming from 
It'd be interesting to find out how long it is. What is the period of time from when they chop the bananas off the tree to by oh, the time they get to the store? Pretty quick. They're very, got They're be. very, very perishable. So yeah. it, it, it's it's a short it's a short it's a short thing. Yeah, but you stop and think about the while it's a short thing, it's also a complicated. I mean, they're not flying them in, right? I mean, I'm sure they're coming in on a ship. Uh, I would think. I, I do not. Uh, I do not know, sir, but I, I will tell you that 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 that's a fairly to have husky price swing in two days. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, well, you see it all the time too, though. I mean, you, you'll see you'll see the the gallon of gas go up in fifty, you know, by fifty cents overnight. That might be a good question for Nancy Pelosi. Didn't her husband have uh, some connection Something to, to do with Dole? Dole. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But listen, they don't care. The, the banana they... thing is the banana thing is is a rather petty issue, but. Uh, no, no, it's it's a, it's a it's a symptom of a bigger problem. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and I'd like to make one comment more, if I can. I'm in the electrical business, and the, the electric car thing could be wonderful, but you're, it's going to cost the consumer rough amount of money gasoline or to charge their car with the electricity generated right now by fossil fuels pretty much exactly that's what we're just, it, mm-hmm. we were talking and, about that exact thing at before the break oh. yeah and and I, I i i really know a lot about that subject and i don't want to belabor this the point but uh there's there's no free lunch is what it announced bingo exactly bingo but these people it's symbolism without substance they want to feel good about themselves. Oh, I got an electric vehicle. I'm saving the planet. I mean, that's how they think. And uh, heaven forbid they actually go to the source of the, where the electricity is being generated and it's yeah. coal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Ernie, great call. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You bet. You know, what's interesting about this, too, is time and time again, you hear about these disasters at these recharging stations. Mm-hmm. Where people can't, I mean, in some cases, they're having to wait hours to get the cars recharged. Have you seen the ad for the new Jeep Cherokee? And they're driving this electric Jeep Cherokee out in the boondocks, driving it in caves way out on top of a mountain. And I'm thinking to myself, what happens if you run out of electricity on top of a mountain? Now, granted, mm-hmm. you can you can get gasoline to a to a vehicle even on top of the mountain but you can't get electricity up to it no and i think um I th- you know once we have this if we have this rapid increase and we are in, in electric vehicle production and purchases i mean there's no way you're gonna get the infrastructure in place quick enough it just it's no. not gonna happen and no. it's gonna be a lot of people and i know i know some people with some nice electric vehicles some of the upper ends i won't mention which ones but um they're problematic. They're they're not well, air free. And eventually they'll they'll get a lot of the errors out. But my way of thinking: if you want electric vehicles, come up with a vehicle that when you're on the engine, and in other words, when you're when you're burning fossil fuel, whether it's natural. And by the way, natural gas vehicles run great. India has been using them for decades. And but the idea is give me a vehicle where when i'm running on the fossil fuel i'm generating electricity to recharge my batteries mm-hmm. uh, but so far that hasn't really i mean with these hybrids it's either gas or electric but you've got to recharge the electric at a uh, 
stationed somewhere. Well, Ernie, if you're still listening, 42% of banana production comes from India and China. So that's pretty Doesn't long. really. Yeah, so that's pretty that's long ways. Yeah, it is. Uh, we got to take another time out. If you're on hold, we'll get to your call. I promise. We'll be right back. you think he is a genius he's all powerful he brought a kind of heat he could be the best just don't hurt yourself okay more news and views on talk 96.3 and 103.7 welcome back in news and views for a monday 561-8255 ivan from beaufort's on the line hi ivan hey ivan hey. Ivan. doing fine uh, one one factor that's never considered when we talk about importing oil is a carbon footprint to bring that oil in a tanker. Uh, a good friend of mine who's really well-versed in the uh, oil field says it's about 2,000 gallons an hour to run one of those tankers, maybe even more. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things are huge. This is a John Kerry factor, I guess. Yeah, you wonder why this is never uh, – why, why people uh, – you know, talk, interviewing others don't mention this, uh, you know, ask this question. Right. That, that is a great point. Good point. The answer <laughs> is, listen, they the liberals do not really care about carbon yeah. footprints. If they did, they wouldn't be flying all over the world. They yeah. want to destroy America. They, oh, they do. Totally, yeah, I totally agree with that. I just, you know, maybe people like Peter Ducey are told not to ask questions so they won't be allowed back in. But, I mean, that would be a good a good question to ask, uh, you know, at a press conference. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a great point. Yeah, 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 along those lines, Ivan, as well, you know, there's there's basically been no refineries in the United States produced, mainly because banks won't loan them the money because they know how, how uh, you know, fragile the, the energy industry is. So even when we were using our own oil, it a lot of it had to be shipped off to be refined and then brought back as gas. Again, that's not exactly green either. So um, these these liberal policies are just, I mean, they're not doing anything but destroying the economy, destroying America, and certainly not helpful for the environment. That's yeah, for sure. and that is the irony. Yeah, that is the goal. And the Davos crowd uh, don't care about how much their carbon footprint with their jets and their big multiple home, multiple big homes. Oh, yeah. That. I mean, that's obvious. You know, the elites don't care. Exactly. Anyway, it's just a good question. I would like somebody to ask that question. How long does it take to get a tanker from Saudi Arabia? And how much fuel does it burn? And what's the carbon footprint? And how many trees would it take to replace that? That is a great, great point. Great point. Well said. We'll never hear it, probably. Thanks, Ivan. Good. That, that's a great point. Good. Good call. We got, smart, we got smart listeners. We do. Well, they listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Epic Times is reporting, and this has uh, Epic Times is a national organization, but this has a lot of. Uh, well, it, it's right out of North Carolina. 
The United States Supreme Court, according to the Epic Times, seems likely to accept a new election law case that Republicans hope will recognize what they say is the preeminent constitutional authority of state legislatures to set the rules for redistricting and congressional and presidential elections, as well as curb the power of state courts to intervene in such disputes. Can you guess who that's all about? Yeah, it's North Carolina. Quote, the U.S. Constitution is crystal clear. State legislatures are responsible for drawing congressional maps, not state court judges, and certainly not with the aid of partisan political operatives. Tim Moore, Republican, who is the Speaker of the North Carolina House of Representatives, said in March when he launched an appeal of his state Supreme Court order redrawing the state's electoral map against the, against the wishes of the state's GOP majority legislature. We are hopeful that the Supreme Court will reaffirm this basic principle and will throw out the illegal map imposed on the people of North Carolina by its highest court. It's time to settle the elections clause question once and for all. Now, if you remember, there was an emergency repeal that went to the Supreme Court and Brett Kavanaugh basically turned down the emergency appeal, not on the merits of it, but because it was too close to the election. And he felt like that the precedent was set that it's not a wise thing to intervene at the last minute. Now, of course, that didn't stop the North Carolina Supreme Court mm-hmm. for, from <clears throat> intervening at the last minute. But, but, you know, here's the question. I mean, this is, this is good to hear, and it will be good to see the United States Supreme Court affirm what is in our Constitution, our federal Constitution, our state Constitution. But here's the problem. It's already law. Why is it that we have laws on the books that people glibly ignore. And what good will it do if they're ignoring them now if the Supreme Court comes out and rules that, yes, the con- let, let us affirm what the Constitution says? Is it going to change how these people behave? It might, no. it might mm-hmm. for the next election, but the election after that, will they go back to their old tactics? And I think the answer is yes, they will. And quite frankly, there needs to be some is this not breaking the law when you go when you deliberately go against the constitution which is our ultimate law right i mean it is that is our law mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you're breaking the law should there not be some sort of ramification do you just have a do over and say i'm sorry there's a, we'll we'll try not to do it again and 5 years later 10 years later 2 years later you do it again it's, it's not like we've got to set a new law. The law is there. Could we please follow it? And could we punish those who don't? Yeah, but, you know, in, in North Carolina, Mark Elias and Eric Holder specifically tar- targeted North Carolina oh, yeah. because it was a crucial crucial state and packed the court with, with uh, progressive liberal justices yeah. Yeah. that would vote exactly the way the Demo- uh, Democrat Party wanted them to. Constitution be damned. Bingo. And, you know, and the Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice Cherry Beasley. I mean, she was the Chief Justice. You know, targeted for that reason. And hell, now she's running for Senate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yep. it's. Uh, but but you're right. If there's no ramifications, um, they'll just keep doing it, keep yeah. getting away with it. Yeah. So. And and they do. They do keep doing it, and they do keep getting away with it. Uh, related to that, the North Carolina State Board of Elections is proceeding with the status quo of allowing felons with no active prison time to vote in November's election. In other words, they're saying we don't want to change the law. The status quo is that felons 
cannot vote until they have paid everything. The the idea is time and dime. Time and dime. There's got to be full carrying out of the sentencing and of any restitution that needs to take place. Liberals, again, there's like 56,000 felons in this category. Liberals want them to be able to vote in this next election. The state board of election has said, we can't handle it. There's too much change in a short amount of time. And again, it's interesting, the Supreme Court will listen when it goes in their favor, but when it goes against the Democrats' narrative, I would not be surprised if the Supreme Court says, we don't care North Carolina State mm-hmm. Board of Elections. We're going to tell you to do it anyway. And I, I might be a little go a little further and say I, you're, you're, you're not exactly correct on that. The Democrats don't want them to vote. They just want an el- eligible ballot to harvest. That's what yeah. they want. <laughs> I mean, now you're right. That, hey, I mean, they want you're to right. take the risk out of it. Yeah. They just want an eligible yeah. ballot. That there's yeah. 65,000 ballots yeah. there that we know what we can do with yeah. them. That's exactly. what they really want. Hey, we've got to take another timeout. Stay with us. More coming up. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Really interesting story in the Epic Times talking about these mass shootings. Interesting common denominator, which nobody is talking about. Uh, this, the article is written by Joseph McCurla. 97.8% of mass shootings are linked to antidepressant drugs. Mm. <clears throat> I can believe that. And they go on to talk about basically when antidepressant drugs began to sell over the counter and there was public advertising direct to the customer, um, there is a correlation where immediately you started seeing these mass shootings increase more and more. There was one uh, story they described where in. Uh, what year was it? Um, we're running out of time, but uh, an individual was on, I think it was Prozac, for uh, like 30 days. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, went, they did, this person didn't shoot anybody, took a gun, held his classmates hostage, and afterwards he said he didn't remember anything about it. Mm. Interesting stuff. It is. So. Hey, listen, uh, good to be back. Thanks for the phone calls. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.